Blessed be God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And blessed be His kingdom, now and forever. Amen. Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, heavenly King, almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. There will be two colleagues this morning. Today is Episcopal Relief and Development Sunday, so there will be two colleagues. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Loving and merciful God, you bestow your grace on all your children. Remember our sisters and brothers throughout the world who in partnership with the Episcopal Relief and Development, strengthen communities, empower those who experience poverty, nourish those who are hungry, heal those who are sick, and uplift those affected by disaster, and continue to uphold BRD so that your kingdom might be known to all people. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. O God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son revealed his glory upon the holy mountain, Grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of your countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Please be seated for the readings. A reading from the book of Kings. Now when the Lord was about to take Elijah up to heaven by a whirlwind, <clears throat> Elijah and Elisha were on their way from Gilgal. Elijah said to Elisha, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me as far as Bethel. But Elisha said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they went down to Bethel. The company of prophets who were in Bethel came out to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? 
And he said, Yes, I know. Keep silent. Elijah said to him, Elisha, stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jericho. But he said, As the Lord lives and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So they came to Jericho. The company of prophets who were at Jericho drew near to Elisha and said to him, Do you know that today the Lord will take your master away from you? And he answered, Yes, I know. Be silent. Then Elijah said to him, Stay here, for the Lord has sent me to Jordan. But he said, As the Lord lives, and as you yourself live, I will not leave you. So the two of them went on. Fifty men of the company of prophets also went, and stood at some distance from them, as they were both standing by the Jordan. Then Elijah took his mantle and rolled it up, and struck the water. The water was parted to the one side and to the other, until the two of them crossed on dry ground. When they had crossed, Elijah said to Elisha, Tell me what I may do for you before I am taken away from you. Elisha said, Please let me inherit a double share of your spirit. He responded, You have asked a hard thing. Yet if you see me as I am being taken from you, it will be granted. If not, it will not. As they continued walking and talking, a chariot of fire and horses of fire separated the two of them, and Elijah ascended into a whirlwind into heaven. Elisha kept watching and crying out, Father, Father, the chariots of Israel and its horsemen. But when he could no longer see him, he grasped his own clothes and tore them in two pieces. The word of the Lord. Please read with me. Psalm 50 is found in your insert. The Lord, the God of gods, has spoken. He has called the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. Out of Zion, perfect in its beauty, God reveals himself in glory. Our God will come and will not keep silence. Before him there is a consuming flame, and round about him a raging storm. He calls the heavens and the earth from above to witness the judgment of his people. Gather before me my loyal followers, those who have made a covenant with me and sealed it with sacrifice. Let the heavens declare the righteousness of his cause, for God himself is judge. Our second reading is from Corinthians. Even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. In their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. For we do not proclaim ourselves, we proclaim Jesus Christ as Lord and ourselves as slaves for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The word of the Lord. Thank you, God. The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. 
Six days later, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, and led them up a high mountain apart by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his clothes became dazzling white, so as no one on earth could be him. And there appeared with them Elijah with Moses, who were talking with Jesus. Then Peter said to Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He did not know what to say, for they were terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and from the cloud there came a voice. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, they saw no one with them anymore, but only Jesus. As they were coming down the mountain, he ordered them to tell no one about what they had seen, until after the Son of Man has ris had risen from the dead. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. In a year with Aslan, reflections from the Chronicles of Narnia, C.S. Lewis had this, had this for our daily reading, daily meditation. Hush, said the other four. For now Aslan had stopped and turned and stood facing them, looking so majestic that they felt as glad as anyone can who feels afraid, and as afraid as anyone can who feels glad. The boys strode forward. Lucy made her way for them, Susan and Dwarf shrank back. Oh, Aslan, said King Peter, dropping to one knee and raising the lion's paw to his face. I'm so glad, and I'm so sorry. I've been leading them wrong ever since we started and especially yesterday morning. My dear son, said Aslan. Then he turned and welcomed Edmund. Well done, were his words. Then, after an awful pause, the deep voice said, Susan! Susan made no answer, but the others thought she was crying. You have listened to your fears, child, said Aslan. Come, let me breathe on you. Forget them. Are you brave again? A little, 
Aslan, she said. All of the confusing, conflicting emotions when standing in the presence of God. The power seems so, the power seems to overwhelm us and at the same time embrace us. To be with God, to not be afraid, inviting us to come, to follow to be free from our fears, to be loved and forgiven once again, to be healed and at peace, to be afraid, to be brave again. Today is the feast day of the Transfiguration. Six days after predicting his death, and Peter refusing to hear any of it. Jesus is needing time away, time with his Father, time for prayer, time for peace. Peter, James, and John follow him up a high mountain. Perhaps they thought that this would be a time to be away from the crowds, to be quiet, to rest. As they reached the top, the place of prayer, immediately the disciples know this time is different. Jesus' outward appearance is transformed before them, his clothing becoming a blinding, overwhelming whiteness. The figures of the prophet Isaiah and Moses are standing with Jesus. How are these three witnesses to respond to such a moment? How are they to remember this? How do they honor these three men? Perhaps they felt as glad as anyone can who feels afraid, and as afraid as anyone can who feels glad. Peter suggests building three dwellings to honor these three key figures of God's story, of God's covenant with God's people. But the second his words come forth, a cloud overshadows them, and a voice speaks. This is my son, the beloved. Listen to him. Epiphany, manifestation of the son standing now alone before them, looking as he did when they had walked up the mountain. Still in a trance, as the disciples descend the mountain with Jesus, he orders them to tell no one about what they had just witnessed with their eyes and with their ears until after the Son of Man has been risen from the dead. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what was 
what rising from the dead meant. Excuse me. <clears throat> Verse 10, which is not included in today's reading. I don't want this to be confused. Verse 10, which is not included in today's reading, reveals the disciples' state of mind. They kept the matter to themselves, discussing what rising from the dead meant. It would be the resurrection of Jesus and the post-resurrection stories from Matthew and Luke and John that we learn that disciples truly do understand Jesus' purpose on earth and in doing the will of God, his Father. And it was also awareness to them what Jesus was being asked of them, that they are to follow, that they will come to believe that they will listen, that they will accept the cross that they must carry. They will proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the Beloved. All of the confusing, conflicting emotions when standing in the presence of God the power seems to overwhelm us and at the same time embrace us. To be with God, to not be afraid, inviting us to come, to follow, to be free from our fears, to be loved and forgiven once again, to be healed and to be at peace to be brave again. Like Susan and her friends, like Peter, James, and John, it is from our experiences of God's presence in our lives, seeing God's majesty and grace in times of consolation, but more often in desolation that we are able to speak of who God is in our lives and in the world, that with humility we recognize our human weakness, our need for God. We are transformed. We are brave again. We reach out in prayer and in silence and we follow where the Holy Spirit leads us into wisdom and hope, into awe and wonder. How are we going to move forward? Hear the words of the Collect of the Day of the Transfiguration that we heard earlier. I think it is the Collect that is going to prepare us as we enter the season of Lent, as we begin when we gather Thursday, excuse me, Tuesday for Shrove Tuesday, and then Wednesday for ashes to be placed on our forehead as we enter the season. O oh God, who before the passion of your only begotten Son 
revealed his glory upon the holy mountain. Grant to us that we, beholding by faith the light of his countenance, may be strengthened to bear our cross and be changed into his likeness from glory to glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things were made, for us and for our salvation, he came down from heaven, by the power of the Holy Spirit, he became incarnate from the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate. He suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son. With the Father and the Son, he is worshipped and glorified. He has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church. We acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Praise of the People, it's Form 2 found on page 385. I ask your prayers for God's people throughout the world. For Justin, Archbishop of Canterbury, Michael, our presiding bishop, Mary, our priest, Jessica and Bob, our wardens, Connie, Deanna, Robin, Sharon, our vestry. For this gathering and for all the ministers and people, pray for the church. I ask your prayers for peace, for goodwill among nations, and for the well-being of all people. Pray for justice and peace. I ask your prayers for the poor, the sick, the hungry, the oppressed, and those in prison. Pray for those in any need or trouble, especially Louise, Jane, Patricia, Sue, Tom, Connie, Wayne, Sharon, Ruth, Cinny, Greg, Suzanne, Chris, Mary, Jerry, the Raina Mains family, Emerson and Gina, and the Weingart family, Jimmy and Bob. I ask your prayers for all who seek God or a deeper knowledge of him especially in the Anglican cycle of prayer, 
for the province of the Episcopal Church of South Sudan. Pray that they may find and be found by him. I ask your prayers for the departed. For Callum Lovell, who passed away from complications of cerebral palsy seven years ago, he would have been 13 years old yesterday. Pray for those who have died. I ask your prayers for those in the armed forces and especially those deployed, Mikey Raina Mains. And in our parish cycle of prayer, Wayne and Connie and Pat Hoffman. For those celebrating birthdays, John O'Brien. And for those celebrating an anniversary, Elfers and Sally Marzal. Praise God for those in every generation in whom Christ has been honored. Pray that we may have grace to glorify Christ in our own day. O Lord our God, you are worthy to receive glory and honor and power. Excuse me. Excuse me. O Lord our God, accept the fervent prayers of your people. In the multitude of your mercies, look with compassion upon us and all who turn to you for help. For you are gracious, O lover of souls, and to you we give glory, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us and forgive us that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. Strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of the Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Please stand. always with you. Thank you for joining the St. John the Divine podcast. If you're interested in worshiping with us, you can visit us at 9 a.m. at our church, which is at 216 East Chandler Boulevard in Burlington, Wisconsin. If you want to learn more about us, you can click the link in the description or visit St. John the Divine Org. Just remember, we're the one in Burlington, Wisconsin, not the Cathedral in New York. Have a great day. Bye.